and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter, at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 67. Let's roll. And rolling right into a new year. 2021 behind us. 2022. Welcome. Here we are. Good to be talking to you all and excited to have my guest on. You know, I was going to hit a few things before I brought him on, but man, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about him with him. So I'll just bring him right out and uh, kind of becoming a little bit of my uh, my wingman here, a little bit of a regular on the show. You know, love to have him back, back in the back in the fold is Jake B-Song. You all know him, the BZB, B's Nuts in the house. What's up, BZ? <laughs> Bees nuts, baby. What's going on? How we doing? You saw, What's I, going on? you saw I changed my Twitter to that. Bees nuts. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the people liked it. I will tell you for a fact, the fact that, you know, the people liked it. There's no doubt. Uh, wait till you see the shirt. The bees nuts shirts. I mean, I was thinking about it. I almost I almost uh, had a new sh- uh, new shirt this week. You know, we got the zero shares, zero cares. You know what I mean? That's yep. a lot of fun. You yep. know, because, you know, like Rojo, zero shares, zero cares. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, don't care, right? Like that. Well, I almost had the zero ships, zero shits because I was very, very close to having one of the worst <laughs> fantasy football seasons I've ever had. Uh, I made I made seventy one percent of my playoffs and won seven percent, one title. Like I won one wow. ship out of fourteen, even though I made ten playoffs. I mean, That's... I went one and nine in the playoffs. Like basically, you know, I won five games and lost nine. You know, I looked at it, I was like, what even is that possible? Like, it was a real raining down. So, you know, hey, man, it's funny how it goes. Because I know, you know, you're in a few leagues with me. You saw me running around. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, got some good teams, had some chances, had some pretty good cuts at it. And, yep. uh, yeah, it was just amazing. I will say, though, in some ways I'd almost traded in because the one league I did win, 14-0 and and won the ship. And I, I don't think I've ever done that before. You don't see it very often. Like no. usually that, you know, 14-0 and is rare. And then usually, of course, that guy loses in a way like bitterly, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I made, a, <clears throat> I made 14 uh, ship games yeah. um, and I ended up bringing home 10. Oh, um, see, yeah, so I saw you win a bunch. I did. I did. I hit a, I hit a bunch this year. Um, the best one, though, I don't know if you saw it, was my home league. Where I won 139 to 138. Yes. That Najee 30 yard touchdown run at the end of the game. That's yeah. what brought him so close. Like, let me tell you, we were. <laughs> oh, shit. Whole- that brought him so close. That almost beat you. Yes. He, oh. So he had Najee going. That's all he had left. And I was up by 39 freaking <laughs> points. Or, yeah, 30 or 36 points. That's right. what I was up by. And. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I feel okay with it, but freaking Dalvin Cook didn't do anything to give me any headway. You know, I'm like, come on, yeah. Dalvin, get me over 50. Um, but so the whole league's sitting there watching this game because it's getting a little bit close. I'm sweating a little bit. All of a sudden, that, now I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah. That run breaks off, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, get down. Down. get down. Get down. He, he hits Where's the end the zone. Where's the sniper when you need him? Right. Dude, he hits the end zone, and the fucking phone blows up. Here comes all the emoji eyes. <laughs> Everyone's got their eyes glued to the scoreboard. Yeah, wondering if that did it. And yeah, and it, it went 138 to 139, and I was like, wow. And it's been a few days. Everyone's like, oh, stack correction, stack correction. Um, but, you know. I, you, lo- you, I lost the ship on that play. You know, I lost the ship. I was ahead on that play and the, you know, third and whatever, if they stop him there, 
um, if they stop him there, obviously he doesn't, you know, get another touch probably, maybe, you know, probably just a kneel down, probably doesn't get another touch, you know, they kick the field goal and, and that's that. And uh, instead he breaks it off and I lose. And of course that's that. So I was ahead before that play, you know, behind and forever behind. And actually that was, you know what that was too. You know what that was. That was the, um, that was the club championship too. The, the undroppables 14 or 16 team, you know, fucking, you know, gauntlet that we have. And I invited my stupid nemesis and he's the one who fucking did it too. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's wild how it all like just kind of shifts out. And I mean, there was a few games where I, I felt like I was ahead by, you know, I had a really good shot to win it and the team just fell apart and you're just like, you know, it, the frustrations of it all when you get there and then to lose it is crazy. But, you know, I was fortunate to be able to come home with, uh, 10 of them and I beat some good opponents and won my home league, which is our big money league. So I'm waiting for that payment now. And it, yeah, it I think, was fun uh, though, man. I think, well, you won, uh, how many did you win? Uh, 10. 10 out of 50, right? Uh, 10 out of uh, 48 dynasties. Right. 48 dynasties. There you go. Yep. So we'll call it 10 out of f- 10 out of 50 just to, for easier math. It's basically one in five, which is basically, you know, 20%, right? Which, so, isn't it's great, huge. but it's it's great. It's, you know, you it's think great about to a sense. I was thinking about what what I really you know I looked at my winning percentage this year in dynasty leagues. It's hard because you have some teams where you're like kind of trying to lose. You're like, oh look at this, I lost. Yay. Right. You know, I mean, you got some teams that you know I always put in a good lineup. I have a hard time like stripping my lineup out. I don't mind it actually. If someone wants to do that, that's on them. Like you can tank if you want. It's fine. I don't really give a shit. I just like rules in a di- little dynasty game theory one on Fucking allow tanking. Okay, first of all, allow tanking. We'll go on this quick rant. Allow tanking. Just be smart enough to have a rule that fucking makes tanking not so cool. Like, yeah. you know, have a lottery for the picks. Do whatever the fuck you want. Let them have the one-on-one. So they have Trevor Lawrence or whoever the fuck busts out next year, you know? Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? Stop being such a, you know, puss, you know? Just mm-hmm. play the game. And don't be a puss on the other side. He's tanking. Who gives a shit? You know, it's unfair. I played him this week. and the- Who cares? Let him tank. Move on. It's fucking fantasy football. You know, I get if it's for like 10 G's. Ah, all right. So maybe some fucking, you know, a little more aggressive rules for 10 G's to put, you know, collusion out of the fucking equation. But sure. other than that, just play your stupid game. I agree. Uh, you Thank know, you. and and, you know, one of the things that I, I like, I went in, I think I went into the playoffs with about uh, what was it? Uh, four, 38 teams made the playoffs. Um and that's how many just went down between the COVID, everything else. Yeah. A lot of third place finishes, a lot of fourth place finishes. Obviously, you get a couple that go down. But, I mean, it was just that COVID run at the end there was just brutal with the injuries and everything else. Like, it was hard to shift because you were going at like, yeah, you know, uh, you were picking between guys like, you know, um, Jesus Josh Christ, Reynolds. Like, and Josh Keelan Reynolds. Cole or whatever. Yeah, you're like, what you the were. fuck should I do here? You know, yeah, you're like, like, I just got to get somebody in there. The weird shit on your team. Every because in dynasty leagues too, everybody's taken. So like mm-hmm. in redraft, shallower redraft leagues, you're obviously just plucking the waiver wire differently and playing it. You know, with you know that's where Amon Ra was like such a stud because he was actually a waiver pickup. But of course, I held um, Amon Ra or somebody held Amon Ra in every single league I was in. So sure. he was ne- of course never on the waiver. Wire. It was just like, did you luckily have him or not? And of course. He was a huge, huge uh, asset down the stretch if you played it right. Well, you know what? So, you know what the difference was in my championship game in my home league was five minutes before kickoff, I pulled Michael Pittman and put in St. Brown. 
Wow. I was, yeah. to- I was, I was tossing between those two cause I had Swift going yeah. and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to play two lions. I'm like, should I pull yeah. Swift? Put pit- so I went Swift and I went Brown- St. Brown. I said, fuck it. I'm going for it. Lions all day. Let's go. Uh, it paid <laughs> off. But if well, I put him in, man, geez, yeah. Louise, he's a guaranteed 10 targets right now. And we're going to get is. to him because, yes, you know, are. the thing that we're going to do today, it's going to be a lot of fun because you and I are going to riff like crazy, but we're going to basically talk about the 2021 class. And we're going to talk, we're going to start from, you know, in a single quarterback. We're going to mix in the quarterbacks a little bit, but I don't want to have the core. I don't have quarterback talk. I want to have 2021 class talk, taking the quarterbacks out. We we can talk about them whenever the fuck we want. But what I wanted to do is go 101 and on down. You know, who would you take 101, et cetera. We'll just, not really a draft, but you and I will talk about it and it'll be dope. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Yeah. But do it. Of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm telling the people. You already knew what we were doing because I told you. But you know, for the people, <laughs> pretend like I just told you, and we're gonna do it. All right. Excited. Yeah. All right. Never <laughs> seen the, never seen these guys before. Some of these names you won't be able to pronounce. But let's get into it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, and and starting right there, we start at the top of the 2021 class. And if we were to redraft it all over again, is there any doubt whatsoever, BZ? No, there's not. And then <laughs> if, if it's one quarterback, I know exactly who I would take each time, every oh. time, smash it, and not even worry, twi- think twice about it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We talked uh, not really at all about this, but enough. Like, I mean, there's no question. There is no question, I think. You know, it's Jamar Chase all day long. What a stud. I mean, you know, we went back and, and we, I listened to some of the stuff we were saying on this podcast and on these airwaves, and we certainly had Jamar Chase as a tier one by himself wide receiver in this class, period. You know, yep. so we got that right. So if you were taking a wide receiver, listen to us, you were taking, you know, you were targeting Jamar Chase because of that unbelievable profile and the unbelievable upside. You know, of course, every every player has their floor, but man, Jamar Chase showed his ceiling. You know, even in single games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, it, you know, there was a <clears throat> there was that little window there where he was wasn't producing, and people were starting to sweat a little bit. You know, <clears throat> T. Higgins kind of all of a sudden just started like doing his thing. Um, this is going to be a, a fantastic offense for the. It's going to be a fun yeah. offense to watch continue Whew. to grow. Uh, totally. Jamar and T. Higgins. I yes. mean, when you're talking about both these guys, like I'm doing dynasty rankings right now. You know, I'm trying to get my rankings back up and all that. And man, it's like. It's hard to – you almost want to put him in this – I almost have him as, you know, Jamar is, you know, is like a top three, four guy. And, yeah. you know, and then I have T. Higgins like sitting at like, you know, the six, seven spot because I'm just like yeah. that excited about him. Yeah. And it's like – and at that point you go, well, holy shit. Well, where do I have Burrow? You know, because yeah. if you got these guys up there, it, it's it's crazy, man. But I, I love Jamar, wide receiver yeah. five on the season. I mean, this kid was just uh, – he's fantastic. He can run every route. He can get deep. He can, you know, take a slant. Like, there's just n- nothing this kid can't do. Uh, right. He's going to be an electric playmaker for the next, you know, <clears throat> 10 years. That's exactly right. I mean, I remember at one point I had said he was kind of like um, – you know, I said he was like DeAndre Hopkins insofar as he was um, not tall – but like played like look tall like when he's playing you're like wait is he six three or you know he's like six six one you know but like he goes <laughs> up over dudes he's mossing guys like he's able to just play big he does have a pretty big body he's not like slender like uh, Hopkins but still he, he just has that like of course he's <laughs> the athlete I mean he's just the, I mean he's just incredible so I mean he's easily my wide receiver one in dynasty 
I feel like. I mean, I, I know Justin Jefferson is there, but I mean, attached to this offense and this quarterback, that just changes it all. I mean, the kid is at least a year younger. He was better than him in college, like yada, yada, yada. You know, I mean, they're both probably dope. I don't, I don't, but I'll just, I'm leaning chase and, and I don't really have to think about it. How about you? Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I've been playing with that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase game. Me too. Um, you know, and I and I really think that you know if you're if you're ranking one and two, like there's really not this massive drop off between the two. No. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> right. So it's like yes. you can you could go either way, and you could feel yes. comfortable with what you're saying. If somebody yes. comes up to you and says. You got Justin Jefferson number two, you idiot. Like, right. dude, what are we <laughs> right. talking about here? We're talking Correct. minimal shit. So, yes. you know, I, as a matter of fact, I feel like those two are, are their own tier at this point. I, I agree. If I'm coming into a draft, it'd be Chase and and Jefferson, and then tier break. And, yeah, and then I would think about yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are a target of one, and I'll take either one, no problem. But I want to see if I can get one of those two guys. Yeah, I'd put them yeah. in there just like that. That's how I'd yep. play them in a startup. Like, yep. where are those two motherfuckers? Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to know where those guys are. Can I draft either one? Of, like, no matter what pick it is, you're like, maybe I should take Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson immediately. Like, yeah. You just you, you want to get that stud wide receiver, that guy that you just know. And every yeah, dynasty young, is going to be better. Yeah. It's, it's, it, they're smash picks right there. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you're redoing the 2021 rookie draft, I think there's no doubt I would take Chase first, and then it kind of yeah. becomes a little bit of a question. Maybe I've, I, you know, I think it's a question actually. Um, I've got a few players that I like tremendously. Probably mm-hmm. another four or five, four, four uh, that I would consider here. Um, do you agree with who I have on the list? Because I'm curious. I do. Okay. Uh, I'm right there with you on all of them. I figured. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a Steeler we, fan. Go tell oh, us. Yeah. So, you know, uh, <laughs> let me pull up my little Najee Harris thing here. Um, yeah. You know, he'll uh, cut that out because you don't want to hear him pulling up the Najee Harris thing. You got little you got, note. You, it, you know, it's OK. Yeah. It's right, you know, it's you fine. got to got to have your Najee notes, dude. This is this yeah, is I'll, huge. I'll, yeah. Um, you know, my guy, he, he finishes he's going to finish as the RB three here in, in, in Dynasty. Like this kid is, uh, you know. A lot of people – We I've had this big discussion for like two days now where – Steeler fan you know, talking about Najee in case you missed it. Right, right. And, and you know, there's people out there that are just sitting here going, you know, well, you know, the only reason he's good is because of opportunity. And, and yeah. he's only this and this and then, you know, and, and next year <laughs> he's going to lose that opportunity. It's like yeah, – so. l- Listen, listen. Yeah. Not, so Tomlin went out and he got his bell cow back. This yep. is what Tomlin wanted. You don't spend a first round draft pick with Mike Tomlin and not use the guy. He's yep. going to run him into the ground throughout his contract. I'm going to tell yes. you that right now. So That's true. You, you are guaranteed to have about 250 to 260 carries. And with the way that he comes out of the backfield as a receiver, you're probably looking at at least minimum 50 targets each year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yes, he may not be the most explosive player. Like his, you got a four, five, three, 40. Everyone's all, he's slow. Hey, guys, efficiency. Speed that can come, they can get better with this yeah. as time goes. The offense is going to grow, Najee can grow, efficiency gets better. Maybe yeah. he gets a little faster. Look at David Montgomery. <laughs> David Montgomery looked like molasses first year, and next second year, all of a sudden, he looks way faster. So, what's a, what's a running back's best friend is a fast quarterback. You know, they certainly don't have that. I mean, they just don't, you know, and I know I'm going to watch this. Uh, BZ's going to have a have to change his pants after this, but if the Steelers get like Kenny Pickett. Oh, you okay? Yeah. If this someone get him a towel, oh my I god! Have, I might have to excuse myself for three seconds. <laughs> if the Steelers Just three get, seconds. If the Steelers get Kenny Pickett, like 
I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, I mean, I don't know if he's the real deal or not, but you know, on his fake slide play, he looked pretty fast, you know, <laughs> isn't he fast? He looked fast he to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's going mean, to be interesting to see. a player like that. I mean, all these guys, Sam Howell's fast, like, uh, you know, there's some, I'm not saying that a, a, a rookie quarterback fixes them. That's certainly not what I'm saying. Cause I'm not so sure, but I'm just saying like, what other maybe free agents can they get that are, that have some, we- I mean, I, you know, they don't want to hear this, but Mariota, like they obviously don't want that. Russell Wilson, you know, I mean, you, you can put whatever guy free agent, I'm just saying a, a free agent with wheels or a rookie with wheels, someone who can move a little bit and give Najee some space. Yeah. I don't know. It, sounds make, good it, to me. Make, it, it does. It sounds good to me too. I mean, you know, there's, I've, I've been on the bandwagon of um, not really a bandwagon, but I've been on the thoughts that Aaron Rodgers could be a potential spot here. Cause Pittsburgh really likes them. They got some money to play yeah. with, um, you know, amazing. That would be huge. I mean, you, you would see Najee, his stock skyrockets, yes. both uh, Deontay and Claypool. You know what I mean? Let's like, put, be, me, You got me thinking, man. When you talk like this, I want to put Najee at RB2 in Dynasty when you talk like this. Because like when yeah. we think about what we want out of a running back, we want opportunity, right? He, he's going to mm-hmm. get that. And, and we want, um, you know, uh, two to three years of projected opportunity, Boom. right? I mean, really, that's what we really want. Like when running backs get old or at the end of their contract, we all start panicking. Whoa, where, where, what are they going to do? They're going to bring in a young guy. What are they going to do? You know, in this case, we know what they're going to do. We do know what they're going to do. That's true. One, we know what they're going to do. Two, he's going to get a shitload of opportunity. Three, and here's the big one. We're, we, we have to assume they're going to get a quarterback upgrade because they can't, well, <laughs> they basically can't get a quarterback downgrade. No. Right? I mean, basically, <laughs> I mean, they can. Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Dwayne they Haskins could. They could. And, but they're not going to do that. We we should assume they're going to get a quarterback upgrade, right? Yes. All those three things, to. you put that together, it makes me want to put him there. Yeah, you know, just last week I was saying sell him at his value. Maybe maybe it's a hold, man. I just I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to feel what you're saying. It, it's it's hard because you know especially when you're looking at this class you have uh you have Najee and you have Javante I mean Javante you and I both yeah. have been humongous fans of he was my one coming in um but when you look at this and you just look at again when he went to Pittsburgh it was ex- I knew exactly what was going to happen Tomlin yeah. loves his bell cow yeah, running backs absolutely. I'm sorry but and he's it's big he, and everything yeah he's, he's he, he is what Tomlin wants and I'm sorry to anybody that is one going to fight it and do the analytics game and all that shit yeah, like, yeah. no it's a you're right. football guy up. knows what yeah absolutely you're right yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bang. No, you know. That's it. That's and it. so it brings us to the next spot, which I, there's three players. The next three players on my list, I would, I would, you could easily convince me. Are we putting Javante right here? Yes. Okay. And, and, and let me, uh, you know, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why. Cause again, here's an, here's another guy. Um, he was my number one running back coming out and we know he went to Denver. Um, and, and we, we knew he was gonna be splitting with Melvin Gordon. We, I mean, that was a given. Uh, of course, he's a rookie. This, this made sense for them. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, uh, people are saying, oh, he could be back. He could. I really don't know if he's going to, right. um, and Melvin Gordon has one more opportunity here to get some cash into his pocket. Right. If he can, he played decent enough where somebody might be willing to give him a little bit more than Denver is going to. Uh, Denver needs to fix some holes. They need to get a quarterback. You know, they need to uh, shore up some defense spots. Um, Javante is, you know, you've seen what he could do when given the opportunity as a full-time back. It's it's stupid. You know what was kind of telling about Javante is that even though he only played 50% of the snaps almost every single game, what's interesting that I found interesting was he was very reliable game to game. Like yes. you were, you were, you know, he was like getting you 10 points a game. Like, you know, just get you, 
he just got you, you know, he never had a shit until the last game. I mean, but, you know, he never had a bad game, you no. know, and so it just shows a great amount of efficiency. I think he was number one, uh, number one rookie in this class for sure in uh, evaded tackles, you know, per touch and, you know, yards created and all that stuff. Like he was just really, really good, <clears throat> super efficient. We should also expect Denver to get a quarterback upgrade, right? Yes. They're definitely in the market for a quarterback. And you're right. Rather than giving Melvin Gordon seven or eight grand or five or four or five million, you know, yeah. excuse me, grand. Yeah. Hey, uh, coming back <laughs> five grand. Uh, four or five. See, it shows you the world I live in, poor son of a bitch. Uh, four, or five, four or five mil. Whatever it costs. I mean, he's not going to take one or two. You know, it's just not going to be. So you're going to have to spend something on him. I just don't know that they're going to have to, you know, look at that capital and say, just shove it all towards Aaron Rodgers. See if we can get that motherfucker here first. And whatever we have left, we'll just sign veteran. We, they, they have everything. Like, yeah. they've got a pretty solid team defensively, offensive line. Like, yeah. of course, they could fill a few spots here and there. But basically, you know, I love that team. They're a quarterback away. That's actually a team that's a quarterback away. And so, you know, if Javante is there, I suppose if Melvin Gordon comes back, the only way he does come back is on a reduced salary. Hopefully that comes with the understanding of a reduced role. Bingo. I, w- I would hate to see him come back on a on any salary. I mean, I don't give a shit what they – the more they pay him, the worse. But, boy, oh, boy, if he comes back, that really hurts Javante. I think putting yeah. him here assumes that Melvin Gordon leaves because if he comes back – I would move Javante down considerably, you know, in, in, in all formats, right? I mean, not as far down as I, you know, I project him for a, a, an uptick, but not that superstar, you know, uh, uptick, right? I mean, you know, he, he finishes the RB15. He's at the RB15 right now. I mean, that's not a bad spot for him to be. I mean, especially yeah, considering yeah. that he's split a backfield with Melvin Gordon and everything. Like, it just shows you that there yeah. is so much more of a ceiling that we just have not seen yet. So, yeah. uh, we just need to see what that's happens. That's on total with points, though, right? I mean, you yeah. know, points per game, you know, you put a, f- a bunch of people in front of him. I mean, shit, Derrick Henry probably averaged more than him, uh, probably scored more than him in, in half the games. But, you know, some of the other guys that, that got hurt, you know, even if, yeah. you know, a bunch of guys, obviously. We don't have to list them Yeah, off. yeah, we have a ton. <clears throat> but, um, but uh, yeah, I would say that that's what I'm saying. He'd be more of an RB1-2 turn guy. Like, I'd start right. considering him in the RB10 to 16 range, I guess, not in the 1 to 5 range. You know? Correct. That's yep. all. Like, he'd yep. still be very usable. And you Absolutely. And dependable. Yep. Love Javante. Love Javante. I do, too. Let's go, uh, Javante. I got your boy next, too. You going there, too? You agree with this one? Oh, God. Yeah, oh. Jalen Waddle, dude, Waddle. Oh I mean, man, I, I you know how much I love Waddle, man. Like I, th- this, this is, is like, Jalen Waddle. This is one kid where I came into the, I came into drafts and I just could not see. It, it's funny. I have more shares of Jalen Waddle, Javante now than I had drafting because yeah. I could just not get him. I, I just was not in that range. Um, yeah. So I had I had to get outside the box and go get him. Um, yeah. I love Jalen Waddle, man. Yeah. Like what he – this is, again, this is very similar to Chase and Burrow. Um, you know, you got a quarterback and a, and a wide receiver who just know each other very well. Uh, you know, Waddle's just – the kid's got some wheels on him, man. Like when he, when he, I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple of his routes, man, where, you know, he catches a ball and it's like, he gets that second level, man. He's gone. Can I, and can it, I interrupt the pod? Go ahead. This is the best shit ever. BZ, let me just shine you here for a minute. I will tell you that I just learned something from BZ because, you know, BZ will, I didn't go get Waddle anywhere. I really didn't. The, like in the first six weeks, ten weeks of the season, whatever, the early part of the season, I didn't make any trades for a while. Uh, preseason, after the draft, I, I just didn't. And 
and you did. And when you identify a player that that is reduced value, right? Because they're a little bit scuffling or whatever, like just not playing. What he just really he stuck with the player, went for yep. it, and just secured a bunch of them at, at a good cost. Even during the ascent, I know you. I know you made a couple moves for him as he was sure. starting to come up. As you started to see it, you're like, yep, 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 and you got it, him. It and, gives you and confidence. It, no, and I, and I mean, so one thing I got to tell you is that's fucking makes you awesome at this game of dynasty football. All right. And I'm telling you, man, that's something that I, I really just learned as a, as a, as a strategy of understanding how to play the game. Like if you're spending minimal capital on him, now you have the, you know, the fourth best player, you, you have multiple first round pick value yep. and yep. you didn't spend that. So bravo. Hey, you know, it, it, again, it, it's like I tell people all the time, you do your evaluations, you you do your processes and, and you get through and you get in, you get a grade on a player and you say, OK, this is this, um, you know. I will absolutely push for my guy no matter what. Yep. And I will start to and you know, and then when I see that ascent coming and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, oh, snap. Look at this. Let's get I go, we gotta move now. And you just put and does it always work out? No. But a good percentage of the time, especially with a young guy like Waddle, like you're not going out and you're not getting like a 28-year-old receiver. You're getting this, this young guy that's gonna be around for another 10 years. You push and you get him on your team and and you're happy with it. And that's yeah, that's man. the you feel good. And that's yeah. the biggest thing. I will say this. I'm a little bit nervous about uh, Tua. Uh, I don't think I'm nervous about Tua in so far as he bothers Waddle's value or anything like that. Because I think he'd target him. He's kind of a close to the line of scrimmage guy. I think that Waddle will be more of a close to the line of scrimmage guy with Tua, which will hurt him in his upside. So I don't love Tua there. I mean, Deshaun Watson would be – I mean uh, – Unleash the beast. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Is that fair? <laughs> Unleash the beast. I think that's in that, what you dude. say. Is yeah. that a word? It's in fucking you know unfucking believable. Like that's a word. Yeah. Not unbelievable. I'm fucking believable. It would it, it would, would completely change the dynamics of that offense. And you know Jalen Waddle, you would easily be starting to push like his stock is going to soar. Yeah, um, I never had a doubt about who was the dub wide receiver two in this class. I had a question as to whether or not I wanted to put Waddle ahead of either or both of Najee and Javante. That's how much I'm feeling so strong about Waddle and his mm-hmm. his future. That's the way I feel. Absolutely, it's 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 one of those things where you feel so much more. Ca- this is where I'm struggling with doing the dynasty rankings as well because yeah. these four guys are just so like, oh my god, like it's it's hard to like really. This, yeah. you know, well, Waddle's that good because I, I definitely missed on Waddle. I had him in the middle of that pack. I had him ahead of Rondale and whomever. I don't remember, but you know, I had him in that like a lot of times. Though I made the mistake, it was like I think I had uh, Chase, uh, 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 Chase, um, Devonte Smith, Bateman, and then I often had Terrace over Waddle, and I made that mistake a couple times. And I'm going to learn a little bit about that Terrace mistake. I really, I, I'll talk about that later if we yeah. get there. But yeah. um, he's way the fuck down there. Uh, oh. <laughs> I got to <laughs> scroll, scroll to see his name right now. Yeah, shit. Uh, but anyway, you know, so I made that mistake, and you know, if I hadn't made that mistake, just that one little mistake, and I, and I should have known better. Actually, um, that was a mistake too. It's not. Um, I'm, I didn't. I, I missed something, or, or like, oh, that was bullshit. Terrorist was bad. No, 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 that was a mistake. You know, that's a mistake. And it's it, it, you're okay making those mistakes, especially when you can kind of see them and understand what 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 
what decisions led you there and what decisions led you to the other guy. And, and I'm going to change the weighting of that because I understand what I did and what I didn't, you know, do there. You know, I think I looked at the size, I looked at, you know, the injury of Waddle and a few different things. And maybe I should have seen through some of that noise and saw more of the, just the general, general profile. Uh, Jalen Waddle was a stud and I shouldn't have missed that. You know what? I, I think I I had to go back and really. He was one of the hardest prospects for me to really get my head wrapped around. Yeah. I, and, and the more I watched him, the more I watched film on him, the more I kind of went like through his profile. I just started to love him more and more. Yeah. Um, but again, it wasn't until yeah. You know what though? It, it's like you know he saw you saw it with Tua. You also saw it with Jacoby Brissett. Um, so, you know, th- that shows a lot right there yeah. is that he was able to adjust to another quarterback and still put up, uh, you know, wide receiver one numbers, uh, you know, each game because I mean, <laughs> he, he was getting he was still getting 12, 13 targets from percent turning into 100 plus yards. I wish I would um, watch the Jalen Waddle film late in the process again. Like, just watch it <laughs> yeah. again. Because like, really, you watch him too. You're right. Like if you watch the film of Waddle and Terrace, like you don't make that mistake, actually. So no. that's a little bit of a of an eye test thing where I let myself get a little too weighted by some of the other things. And sometimes that eye test, you got to remember what that really means. And so that was a mistake on, on my part. Just in a simple fucking one, one, you know, one guy over the other. I mean, we're pretty close to everything else. But let me ask you this. You know, there's a few guys that are that are next, and I, I, you know, I actually want to make a change on what we got here, so we'll talk about that. But um, do you agree with who I have next? I think he, yeah, I, I you know, I think you kind of have to because uh, you know, um, well, I'll just say Kyle Pitts here, baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's he 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 did what he needed to do. Uh, you know what I mean? Like for uh, for a rookie tight end coming in the league, I think he's over a thousand yards. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just. He did. He hasn't given you that year that people expected, and that is because people's expectations were just through the fucking roof. Like, yeah, they were stupid. They were dumb, and then that, that that's on those people. Uh, we, we all said it, but yeah. he, what he did was enough to warrant him easily at this spot. Um, and I think it makes him a you know in dynasty. Uh, you know, he's absolutely a top three tight end for me. Yeah, easily. and I think he's the tight end one in dynasty. I kind of um, feel like that too. <laughs> I do. I, I think he's the tight end one in Dynasty, and I think he actually met the expectations, uh, I, I would say, because mm-hmm. he saw over 100 targets. Mm-hmm. Check. He went over 1,000 yards. Check. That's it. That's all I needed to know. If you make me a list of the tight ends that did that in their rookie year at 21, you won't have a fucking list, okay? No. That, that, that list doesn't exist. It's just being created. So yeah. that's it. You know, there is rookie year, but I don't think there were 21, if I recall correctly. So, you know, he's a young phenom. He's doing yeah, – there's like two guys who went over 1,000 yards ever, so whatever. Like 100 target, 1,000 yard, you know, boom. The the reason that people are overlooking him is score one touchdown. Like what yes. do you say that's going to be his career low? It's his career <laughs> low. Jesus. Dude, right? That's like – What that's- are you talking about? This is another one of those players where uh, we have not <laughs> he hasn't touched his ceiling yet. So, absolutely uh, in that conversation for the number one dynasty tight end, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and, he did and everything go trade he for him. <clears throat> go trade for him. <clears throat> well, that's it. So, you know, he, he, he's he's gettable now. Like everybody was talking about, you know, I mean, spending some huge capital on him last year, and it, I don't think it failed. It's just that I wouldn't have done it. You know, I wouldn't use the top two or three pick, but um. Now he's still gettable. You can still just get him. You know this, and this I say this all the time. And everyone's going to fight you on this all the fucking time. It drives me bonkers. Every guy has a has a, has a buy window. Yeah. Every player in the league has a buy window. I don't care they who always the do. fuck you are. Yeah. And here we are. 
with Kyle yeah. Pitts. And people said, no way he'll have a bye window at the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yep. he will. And now you take advantage of it if you can. And it's kind of – it was probably to- all season, really. I mean, you could have bought him all season, and especially later in the season when guys were frustrated playing him and they weren't winning and he wasn't yep. their best player on their team. Because that's mm-hmm. what you do. When you pick him there you're like, and he's getting targets, you're like, boom, he should fucking dominate. Obviously, 10 targets yesterday, he's going to come through. And he just – he would come through, but he wouldn't score. And so that he kind of didn't really come through. He just got you like seven points. And you're like, fuck. Yep. But if he scores two touchdowns, it's 20 points. You know, it's like, you know, that's just what happens with tight ends. They get you, you know, 1,000 yards is not going to necessarily make, you, you know, your season. Right. Uh, we've seen 1,000-yard wide receivers, and they're like, eh, all right, yeah, fine. I mean, you know, but the touchdowns is what makes the, the fantasy points, obviously. I'm, I'm talking pretty remedially here. But yeah. so guys are going to, you know, feel that, you know, that they didn't get – that he was a disappointment and that maybe they should move him because, you know, oh, look what I'm getting, you know. I get Travis Kelsey plus Travis Kelsey's the tight end one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got yep. Mark Andrews, who, by the way, I would be pretty tough to trade away Mark Andrews, but you know, you certainly could, and you probably would be able to pry the pits owner uh, pits away from the pits owner without very much added, if anything. So it's not yeah. that it's ungettable. I agree, hundred uh, percent. I I I think he's a absolutely a kid that you want to try to get on your teams here for your tight end, lock it up here for a few years. But uh, like I said, uh, expectations are just way too high going into this year. Uh, blame that on all the <laughs> Twitter that just went nuts. Yeah, absolutely. So what about uh, what about after Pitts? I I I think I said it, man. He's the he's the tight end one. I think I I, I can't. He's twenty one years old. Can't do it. Thousand yep. yards. It's just done. We've seen him play. He's awesome. Who who you got next? Do you agree with me? Because I'm not so sure anymore. I kind of feel like these next two guys we need to flop. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Like I, I so I, I'm just gonna, so we had we had Devonte Smith and we had Elijah Moore. I think we got to go Elijah Moore, Devonte Smith. Uh, it's um, super close. It's someone asked me. Tight. I think on Twitter, were you there? I think I was. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. These California edibles ain't shit. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> they're not, man. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but Elijah Moore or Devontae Smith, it's like, you know, obviously I think Slim Reaper is one of those players where people are a little bit hesitant because, you know, he was kind of the wide receiver one there this year, quote unquote, and he didn't come through while Elijah Moore showed flashes. And I think you you still should look at sort of – you know, Devontae Smith's season as a whole and counted as a very strong success. I agree with that because, I mean, again, too, he was also playing with Jalen Hurts, who was another quarterback that we had a lot of questions about and was trying to get his flow going through. Like, uh, you know, Devontae Smith was not a, uh, uh, you know, he was not a disappointment. He just, again, expectations become too high. Uh, You know, Elijah Moore was another one. Like, his expectations were through the roof. And when he came out and he wasn't in the, he wasn't getting the slot work because of, you know, um, uh, because of, Jamison Crowder and uh, other wide receivers that were getting work over him and all that kind of stuff. It, it frustrates people. Yeah, um, I mean, the only but, wide receiver, you know, in New York that's better is Braxton Berrios. Well, of course. I mean, when you have a stud like Braxton Berrios out there, man, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, um, he obviously gets the slot. Elijah Moore's going to have to move around him. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Berrios, man. Every time, dude, he gets you. He comes in the fantasy playoffs. I tell you, that guy. Holy um, shit. He was league winner. Like, like legitimately a league winner. Yeah. Um, you should, we should have saw it coming. I mean, yeah, it's just, absolutely. It's just, it absolutely. That's one thing I'm going to make sure I put that on my list for next year is Braxton Berrios League winner and yeah. make sure I go back and look at it. 
My, um, my what's awesome is uh, my brother. I have two brothers. The other brother that I don't as much talk about. The other brother, he drafted Braxton Berrios like way above ADP once, like in one of in my home league. You know, my my brothers and other people. You know, and he he took him like super high, and you know because. And he was like, next West Welker, you know, of course, East Coast, Boston, you know, he just thought Barrios was going to be this like instant Brady treat and like didn't even make the team or <laughs> so we're like, we yep. were like giving him the biggest of shit, you know, and he held him for like two years, then let him go. And now, of course, he'd be winning Super Bowls if he had just held on for fucking 17 years or however long it's been since Braxton Barrios been in the league. So God bless you, Gary. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy, man. I mean, it, it, you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back here with it. We'll, we'll that, circle story, back here. that story just does. He doesn't know what to do with that one. He's just I, I don't you know. I'm, I'm like Braxton Berrios story. You have a Braxton Berrios story. What do you want yeah, me to do with a Braxton Berrios story? Goddamn Braxton. He, you know, I had him at one point. And I probably just like just dropped him and I'm like, eh. And then he comes back. And thankfully, I didn't lose to him anything because I would have oh been my pissed. God. Yeah, he was. He was amazing. Uh, at, they're running jet sweeps with him on the four yard line for goal line. What like he's rushing f- them. It's awesome. It's really cool to see little like swing passes on the goal line where he just moves. It's well, fucking. Know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see this with Elijah Moore next year. You know what I mean? He lowers like, his head this and he Barrios and like barrels into the end zone. He's like 142 pounds. It's unbelievable. I love him. <laughs> it's exciting. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. So I, I I tend to agree with you though. I think Elijah Moore, even all that I you know said about uh, Devonte Smith, I think Elijah Moore is the guy that that I would put there too. I certainly think yeah. of them as sort of a little tier, like we we're talking Chase and Jefferson. You know, I don't really care. I guess I think I'd probably rather Elijah Moore because it feels like he has more upside. Is that what you feel like? That's, that's how I feel like. Yeah, I, I think too. I've seen more of the upside with him. If I yeah. was just drafting and I had those two guys right on the board, I would be taking Elijah Moore 100 percent of the time every time. Yeah, no I think you're asked. right. Yep, yeah. that's how there I feel go. about it. Yep. Well, you know what? Here's the point. I had sent it to you the other way, and I but we both felt it. So, yep. Bingo. Yep. I love yeah. it. So those two guys linked together. But I think it's Elijah Moore. Do you think it's still Devonte next? Because actually, you could you could have him tumbling if you want him to. What do you think? Mm, you know, I, there's a few people there that I like. In the, I mean. Like five picks down. Like there's a few people that I like. Like you could ask me right now, and he's in the next group. I'm on Ross St. Brown or you, Devontae Smith, and I think it's crazy, but it's not. You don't just immediately answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I. So this is another wide receiver who I actually made a lot of trades for in Dynasty before yeah, this too. kid broke. Love him, Sun God. Uh, there was something there. And I just, I, I loved his attitude. I loved his, uh, you know, just what I saw and filmed with him. Uh, he's just a football player. Um, and, you know, it's starting to really kind of like pick up now. Now, of course, we're going to get the conversations again. Here, where's the volume coming with DeAndre Swift back? And T- blah, 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 blah. Um, yep. Sometimes there's just good football players. And you know what I mean? He's one of those guys. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to be, what he did this year was uh Bigger expectations than anybody had. Uh, if Jared Goff's a quarterback next year, I mean, regardless who the quarterback is next year, I mean, in a lot of ways, I just feel like he is that guy for Detroit. He's the coaches love him, the players love him. Um, he's going to get his work, man. I, I feel pretty confident with him moving forward. Yeah, me too. And you know, I've I've said this um, on a number of podcasts about Gabriel Davis, <laughs> and <clears throat> I don't I don't know Gabriel Davis and Amon Ross St. Brown play essentially different positions. Like they are not even the same position. They're both wide receivers, but they're different positions. So I'm not comparing these two players at all. 
One's a slot, you know, technician, route running savant in Amon Ross St. Brown. Absolute dope route runner and still has enough juice and size to be really, really badass even by the goal line. Like, he's just a really good player. Like, you're looking at a floor now of a Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd type. Absolutely. Yep. That's kind of like where, you know, because he's always going to command targets because he's really good at getting open in the NFL game. He was probably really good at this in college and actually was, but didn't have the system, you know, to, to just gobble up targets. I mean, he also was playing with like Drake London and like Michael Pittman, you know, guys that people basically think are like the number one uh, wide receiver coming out next year. And like he played with a lot of dope players, Tyler Vaughn's or whatever. Like, you know, he, he played in a, in a really stacked team and still showed out. You know, yeah. he still showed out. Um, so I really like Amon Ra. I don't know if I can move him all the way up. But the, 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 but the argument you hear about Amon Ra and that it's not going to sustain that I was talking about with Gabriel Davis is this. He wasn't a day one or day two pick. He was a fourth round pick instead of a third round pick. And I will agree that the data on this day one, day two versus day uh, three and undrafted is a very decided difference. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So analytically, you should be wary yeah. always of any of these players. But you have to be careful not to paint them all with the same brush because we look at the analytics of what makes a good player. And we had, I had, I, I you know, I'm sure you did too. I had Amon Ra well ahead of Tutu Atwell and Dwayne Eskridge, you know? So, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did. Yep. So, like, um, the, the things I looked at made him not a fourth-round pick. And then when they start to show, like, yeah, I wasn't a fucking fourth-round pick. I should have been in the second or third. You're like, yeah, I, I kind of saw that, right? It's not that I'm just, like, going for the new shiny object. I looked at this ahead of time, and I liked Amon Ra much, much more. And so did a lot of the other people I trust. And it's sort of the same thing with Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis checks all the boxes in anatomy other than draft capital. So for me, it's like, you know, when he makes these big plays, goes down the field, makes these dope catches all over the place, you're like, yeah, that 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 makes sense. I'm not saying he's like put him in the top 10 or anything. I'm just saying dude's a fucking player. Like yeah. don't trade him away for nothing. Hold on to that motherfucker because Absolutely. if he gets an opportunity, he's going to make some things happen. I think it's the yeah. same thing with Amon Ra. I just think he's going to be a good pro, and when he gets opportunity, he's going to make things happen. He's going to be a good player. Yep, I agree with you, man. Uh, like I said, I I would have a little – it's close. I'm moving him up. Over Devontae Smith would be a little – Bridge you, too far. It, 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 I agree. I think you still got to have Devontae Smith up there, but uh, St. Brown is a guy that I want on every one of my teams, and I was making a lot of moves for him after well, the draft. We're going to have to so. fit him in somewhere. What about Travis Etienne? Would you put Travis Etienne over Devontae Smith? We've seen zero Travis Etienne in the NFL. He plays for the shittiest team in the fucking world. His all-world generational talent quarterback just threw fucking like 20 interceptions to nine touchdowns this season. He is coaches thumbing girls in bars uh like this is the owner doesn't know what to do they're going to keep trent balky and like it's just going to be another shit show i fucking guarantee it they're going to bring in like jim caldwell and he's going to be making the jim caldwell face on the sideline while they just fuck everything up this is a problem in jacksonville it's more of a cesspool than we even thought and i don't know how it turns around in one season i don't know what the fucking magic potion is but keeping the whole front office in there probably ain't it 
this this is definitely one of those situations where you know uh we talk about all the time coaching matters your front office matters these decisions the are, team matters yeah the team matters man it's like yeah so i, I was i was a fan of look ETN at saquon oh yeah that's it why well, there <laughs> you go fucking you talk about a cesspool i mean right. i'm not talking about new york city guys now fucking stop no. that no no yeah. no i'm talking about the new york Giants. see all these yeah. people in the green room yelling no 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 i no, meant I, the giants giants yes anyway. um but yeah it's like know. that i mean you know, I, I, you know, you get this all-world talent. I mean, we might – ETN might be good for all intents and purposes, but I'm super scared. But I don't want to be. And I know that the market won't be either. This is the problem with ETN right now. They're not scared of him at all. I'm more scared of ETN than I was Acres. Like, ETN's got the foot thing. I don't fucking know. Like, those feet thing can break again. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, so that's the thing, like uh, the Liz Frank injuries and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like you, you have to have a, so I, I went out and went after a ETN, uh, you know, cause I was, a, I was a fan of him coming in. I thought he would be able to uh, fit well in that system. I felt like he was going to be uh, a kid that I wanted to have on my teams. Now this is going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to come in and he is going to be a sneaky pickup this year. Yep. And all, and if you got him in dynasty this year, you're looking at, you know, a potential yes. uh, big Go on your roster. Yeah, huge upside. No doubt. But, I agree. The upside is so tantalizing. It is. But I do feel like in my heart and, and just from what I've read and like, you know got researched, I feel like 23 is probably the more realistic year for him. Um, you know, they say it's usually about and, two and, years. And, and 33, 2033 is the more realistic uh, year for the franchise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. About 10 years out, they'll be good. <laughs> but, you know, again, ETN could give you like what you're hoping is ETN could kind of give you like a little DeAndre Swift here where he, uh, you know, he's on a bad team. But, you know, he's just going to get, uh, you know, because with ETN, if you're else. taking a running back, if you're taking a running back, I just I will let you know, like. You could very easily talk me into Elijah Mitchell or Michael Carter right here. Like, we're, yeah. if we're drafting and we're on the clock, and it's like either ETN and Dynasty. I mean, this is how crazy it is for me because I feel like he was a tier above them as a prospect, no doubt. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not suggesting anything like that. But like Michael Carter, I mean, he plays for the Jets. Jets are in you know another cesspool, and they're probably not the worst of the three. Like. You know, my goodness. You know what I mean? It's like, but Michael Carter, Elijah Mitchell, not in a cesspool. That team, uh, you know, just churns out running back. Look, if he gets the opportunity next year, that's the talk about ceiling. He has as much ceiling as ETN. Yep. I agree with that. He has yep. as much ceiling as ETN. And I think his floor is better than ETN. I yeah. want to take Elijah Mitchell here. <clears throat> I don't blame you. I mean, it, what they what he's done in San Fran, he just he's been consistent whenever he's gotten the opportunity there. Uh, you know, Shanahan's off. Uh, Shanahan just knows how to produce running backs. They all do. Uh, and the kid's everyone, good. And he's good though. That's it. Like he's another one. Uh, anatomy. You know, checks every box except draft capital and like I don't know one of the. But you know, he's like he's the prototype. He looks fucking outstanding. He's fast. He's explosive. He's got a you know he weighed in just enough when he weighed in. Like he's like. I forget his weight, like 215. Like he's just big enough, you know, and it's like, perfect. Great. Go get him. Like he's amazing. Yeah. And he, he's shown explosiveness and, you know, the, the big thing too, tackle breaking and contact balance, which we yeah. weren't sure if he was going to have at the NFL level because he played at yeah. such a low level. He did have it in college, but who gives a shit at that level? Like, right. you know, we've seen a lot of those guys, you know, yep. but it, the explosion translated and he was able to still be a pretty good uh, back through contact. I'm in love with Elijah Mitchell. As a matter of fact, I'm putting him here unless you unless you no. argue with me. 
I, I, you know, I, I won't argue with you. Like I'm a huge Michael Carter fan. I've been since, you know, the draft um, and all that, but you know, Mitchell has definitely shown the ability to uh, produce at, at, you know, at, at an elite level yeah. here. I mean, and it's hard because when you have a team like San Fran that just puts up the points and these, there's, there's a few teams that just have the way that they utilize their running backs. I want a piece of it. San yes. Fran is one of them. That's it. Of course. Uh, so and that's and for the people, take. for the people, I'll give you our little rundown is Jamar chase. One, you know, one-on-one Jamar chase, Najee Harris, Javante, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Elijah Moore, Devante Smith, and then Elijah Mitchell. Yep. And so now we we'll look back at ETN. We've got Rashad Bateman, Michael Carter, Amon Ra. So it's like Bateman and Amon Ra, Carter and ETN. You know, if we're going wide receiver, who you got? And if we're going running back, who you got? Are we going which one? What are we doing here? You I know, got four I, players. What do you like? Yeah. I, I mean, I love Bateman's profile. I, I love that kid's upside. If, <sighs> but it's hard because he's on he's on Baltimore, and it, this yeah. is not this pass heavy team. And then yeah. the next year they're going to get J.K. Dobbins back. They're going to get Gus Edwards back potentially. Um, that could change the dynamics of what they do. And, right. you know, with Marquise Brown being there, Mark Andrews being an alpha tight end, <sighs> it makes it really hard for him to really see a, this. There's not a lot to get excited about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're grasping at the prospect profile and the perceived, you know, wide receiver one on his team target volume that doesn't really exist yet, but he's going to create it. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's right. That's it. Because we're saying he's so good that he's going to create this little niche next year because he's good enough to do that. That's what we're saying. There's no like, oh, he'll just step into the role. Like we're saying he's good enough to create his own place on that team because there's Marquise Brown still who's, uh, you know, we all know what he is. I mean, he's a you know field stretcher, damn good one. But like, you know, he's not Jalen Waddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you, you know what I mean? So, and then you have Mark Andrews and like you say, a huge running game. There's not going to be a ton of targets left in general, but, you know, still, I mean, if there's plenty of targets and if, if he is good enough, he could command them, and in some ways, it's like you know Bateman or Amon Ra. You know, we would if we were drafting last year, it wasn't close. Now it's Correct. very close. Now uh, that's it's very it. close. Yep. And then there you go. That you said it so well. They're like what we were talking about Bateman, Amon Ra at the beginning of this draft. People were sitting here going, "Man, you're you're, you're an idiot if you draft Amon Ra over Bateman." Yeah. Uh, 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 it, well, look at the people drafting Amron in the second round. That couldn't <laughs> yeah. be me. You know, but, you, you know, get that shit yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? There was uh, actually. You're right. Yes, oh, there was. Dude, I had you were the receipt king. Yeah, I have learned that to keep the receipts, and I hold <laughs> on to those for dear life. And I do have people that I do blast them on every once in a while, just because you, it's like you are. You are an excellent, excellent Twitter personality. I will say yeah. that. Thank you. Well, I, you I, do a great job of you know being funny, but. You know, laughing your way through it, like Pete, you're a very lovable fuck shit talker. That's what you yeah, are. You're a lovable shit talker. I do. I, I get my digs in when I have to, and I know people feel it too. But <laughs> yeah, it's but you I, do um, it with that big smile, and everybody loves it. I love it. Yeah. So but, so enough smiling. Who are you taking? Are we taking Etienne <sighs> or Carter or Amon Ra or Bateman? What do you like? What do you want to go? Give me Amon Ra. I love it. Knock it. Look Let's go that. Amon Ra. Look just at like that. that. Just like that, and I don't think you're wrong. I don't think I'm wrong either. That's the crazy thing. I'm looking we just at took Amon Ra over Etn. Is that right? We did. We took him over Etn. We took him over huh. Carter, and we took him over Bateman. Which people are gonna fucking flip out on that one. Huh. That's interesting. It's not how I had him, but I'm not. A, I'm. It's like 
I don't know. Like, I think that's about right. That's pretty damn close. I mean, if you had Amon, that's an interesting trade. So if you had Amon Ra and you just sent him straight for ETN, would you be able to get him in most leagues? What do you think? It, that's that is interesting. Such a fucking bonkers trade. It, 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 like I said, oh. if you looked at that at the beginning of the year, you would have not even come close. Somebody would have told right. you to go f yourself. Now you're going. Well, that might be something I. And it's not a crazy <sighs> trade either. Like I, I like your if we're in a startup sort of situation, you know, valuing Amon Ra here. But if you're if you're holding ETN, it's harder to sell him for Amon Ra. Would you agree? I, I would agree with that. I like I said, it's. Uh, it, it was hard for me when there was a few people picking out my ETN rosters that, you know, my ship <laughs> yeah. ones that they were trying to get off. It was hard for me to move them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, you, you you paid to get them, uh, whether it was through the draft or through a trade. So you, you want to get something back, but people oh. are lowballing you because of the injury. So you're like, ah, it, but it, it's tough. So, it, uh, so that's the question. I always ask myself that question when I'm doing rankings, because when I'm doing my rankings, I know drafting is different, you know, and it really is. And, but in some ways, you draft by your ranks. But I think that that your pick there is just by the gut. Like, I've seen it. I love it. He's good. Let's go. I yep. agree with that. I agree with fucking that. Because sometimes you pick the ETN and he just never fucking pans out. He's an injured washout. And you're like, yeah. dude, I could have fucking Amon Ra. You know, like, you know, <laughs> that's, just it. that's it. You know, that's what it is. Like, why did I take it. this slug? He's never done shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you just got, sometimes you just got to go with it, man. And and, yeah. and Amon Ra, that's, that's the guy there. And I just, Bingo. I feel pretty confident about it. Are we taking ETN over Carter and over Bateman? Tough one. Um, I think that you're. I, I think you're right there with Michael Carter. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Carter. Um, you know, being on the Jets isn't the, the greatest thing because they 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 utilize him to a point, but not like. Um, you know, he, he didn't have really that great <sighs> games with Zach Wilson. It was a very just hit or miss. I mean, there was really not a, a solid floor there. There was really no ceiling. It's just you don't know what you're going to get. So year two comes in and we got, we'll be interested to see how he develops. I'm a big fan of the kid. I love him. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably going to take ETN with the upside of what I know from ETN just as a – I think I have to go ETN on that one. Yeah, it's, it's super close. I agree. Uh, Carter sort of shows more, you know, floor, of course, just because the ETN floor is, you know, we don't know we, we don't if know. he ever plays again. Like, you know, some of these guys can hurt themselves and they come back. It happens. So the floor is a little bit of an injury riddled guy here. Like, you remember ETN? He would have been awesome. And then he was fat. And then, he, you know, he goes through this thing. You're like, oh, and then he was never good. You know, it's possible. So that's why the possibility of that, him just not being good enough in this league, is still absolutely in play because mm-hmm. we've never seen it. It's just like any other rookie. So it's like, you know, would you trade, you know, Michael Carter for a late first? Because that's probably where ETN would go. It's like, you know, I get it. Probably not. You know, I th- I still think right. it's ETN. And I, I do agree with you, um, you know, based off of the upside. Um, Michael Carter, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, the, any coaching staff ever believes he's more than a, a timeshare guy because they felt very That's compelled it. to get a lot of touches to Tevin Coleman. Like they, they never were did. like, here you go, Michael Carter. It's all you, baby. Like I, they never said that to him. He no. played better than those other guys by a lot. Yep. But they may just bring in a, you know, talk about a Melvin Gordon spot. 
There you go. And that's kind of what my fear is with him is that I don't know if he's just like you just said it, man. Like, is he going to be that number one guy? Maybe Um, maybe these California edibles are shit. This is good. Yeah, this is good stuff here. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like I said, I do love the kid. I think he's a great – I think he's a very good running back. Um, You know, good vision. He hits the hole well. He's good at receiver out of the backfield. I mean, he's – you know, he's got – he's a a good running back. So His efficiency stats are off the chart too. I mean, Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's yeah, nothing like wrong tackles with broken and it, you know, yeah, he was like, I mean, it, by every metric was, you know, all the, you know, all a bunch of people had come out with some metrics that I really liked about him breaking tackles uh, and, and creating yards after contact. And, and it shows when you watch him, yep. you know what I mean? You're like, it, it, it shows on, on film and, and he was sort of a, a lone efficiency, him and Elijah Moore, right? They were both very efficient in an offense that wasn't very prolific. So, you know, they sort of showed up. I, I tend to think it's ETN over Carter. I'm with you. Uh, Carter Bateman. Are we still taking Carter over Bateman? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm mm, Carter Bateman. I, I mean, there's so many people that love Bateman. I, I just have never been. I, I like Bateman. Uh, yeah. But it's just he doesn't. I just don't get excited for him. I just it's. I mean, you can move him further down with me, although at some point I'm going to put the brakes on it. But, you know, it's up to you. I mean, you can. You, maybe I'll put the brakes on here. I don't know. I'm. I like hearing I, I, what you have to say. Like, I you, would, would take you, Carter over Bateman. You would take Carter over Bateman. Yeah. I would. I think I would. I know a lot of people are going to hate that. Uh, yeah, they're going to hate they will, that a lot. for sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's that okay. But I'm. I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I love I, it. I, just so you know, like that's the whole point. Is I, I like to you know because we're at the close points where sometimes you're like. Mm, yeah, I mean, this is close. There's no. We, this isn't a solved equation. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. And it's not like for sure. Uh, I think I'd lean Bateman. We'll just put him tied right there. Bateman Carter, I think, because uh, I would take Carter next. So it right. definitely closes out a, a tier for us, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. Like yep. a big tier. It does. Right. And after that, now now we're starting to go down a little bit into the, yeah, I agree I, with that. I, to me, the next guy has 100% no doubt in my mind. Do you agree with me? Uh, Muth? Yeah. Oh God, dude! I love Muth. Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. To me, baby. it's a no doubt about it. He's I, I right here for sure. And yeah. if you wanted to tell me that you'd take Fryermuth over Bateman or Carter, I would listen. I would yeah. listen. He's closer to this tier. He is in this tier, basically. I agree. I actually, that's a wrong. This is a tier because Fryermuth, man, he's dope. And, you know, I think he's going to be a hell of a tight end going forward. I don't think he's ever going to be the tight end one in the given season. Or, I mean, he could because tight end's weird. But I'm not saying – I just think he's going to be one of those tight end three to tight end eight guys for like a long motherfucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just yep. good. Scores yeah. touchdowns. Gets, you know, just, you know, he's just out there doing it. You know what I mean? He, Plays every down. Just a guy. He is your typical Pittsburgh Steeler tight end man. Yep, like you, you want to talk about? Yeah, you want to talk about the clone of Heath Miller? Yes. Uh, here we go. He's very similar, but uh, better in a lot of ways. Yes, he's a, um, he's like Heath Miller in a lot of ways. You're right. You know, I mean, but I think he's a better player than Heath Miller. I, I, I really do. I, I agree. And you know, again, you look at this. You look at the Steeler team of what they're doing. Uh, Najee, uh, Fryermuth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're building those cores of what they had that got DJ them their and Super Bowl. They're D- ready for a quarterback too, buddy. They, they, they are they need too. To sign a quarterback and draft some offensive line. There That's it a is. scary team. There it is. Tomlin's going back to what worked for him first. And that's what he's doing. He's building with these guys. Fryer Muth is a big part of that. I love this kid. <laughs> 
I meant if that quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. I didn't, not just any quarterback. Sign Aaron Rodgers and draft offensive linemen. Sorry about that. I didn't mm-hmm. mean, I said free agent. I didn't mean that. I meant yeah. sign Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, everything's on the table, including trading up for one of these rookies if they really feel good about Kenny Pickett. Yep. Go get him. I mean, local kid. I mean, what the hell? You know, yeah. he's worth a shot. I'll give you that much. You know, is he, is he a better prospect or a worse prospect than Josh Allen was? You know, yep. I don't know. Probably pretty close. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Prospect to prospect. I mean, you know, he's kind of that, you know, if he profiles as prolific if he hits, so why not? He kind yeah. of reminds me of Ben a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and like I said, I mean, I, like I said, w- w- with Freiburg, I think we, you're right. We did hit that tier with him in there. Um, I, I, I want, you know, if you're not getting pits, this was, yes. this was a, this was a smash pick right here for anybody that was looking for a tight end yes. uh, in drafts later and stuff like that. Cause it was just, it was there. So we get to these quarterbacks and it's like, you know, obviously they're gonna they're gonna vault to the top. Maybe we can talk a little bit about where we'd slot them in or whatever. But you know, right now I I sent out a poll. You know, if you were starting a franchise, mm-hmm. who would you want? Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Zach Wilson? I know you saw it. What do you? What would you want? You know, I I said I said there is just this this little bit of a smidge of Fields over Lance for me. Yeah. Um. So it'd be Fields, Lance, Wilson. That's my that's my order I'd go in. Um. It's real tough though, because you know Lance just played his first real game, so this yeah. is like your first time really seeing him. Uh, he looked good, but a lot of quarterbacks sometimes look good in their first game, and then they—it's their second, their third, their fourth—that I really want to see. Um, yeah, Fields been beat up, been hurt yep. this year, hasn't really gotten in there, um, so he's kind of questionable. But what I've seen, I've liked. Yeah, um, Zach Wilson. I mean, it's hard. I mean, the kid can develop and he can become better, but I just don't think that. Uh, you know, I, I just watch how he runs that offense. It's it's looked better recently, but it, it's it doesn't like it doesn't inspire me to want to no. you know go grab. Yeah, I think him. you know I, I, the way I look at all these quarterbacks, and I really look at all of them this way is like with great coaching, they've all got a shot, and three of them have not very good coaching. Yep. You know, this year Fields, Zach Wilson, and obviously Trevor Lawrence. And so, you know, you see Mac Jones and he just gets this amazing coaching and there he goes. You know, I'm not saying he isn't also better. He probably is. I mean, you know, he was dope in college. He was better than them in college. Like he actually was better than them in college. That's a fact. And so, you know, um, so maybe he's better. But also I know for for a fact he's got better program around him. He's just got a better support system. You know, I mean, everybody's like, thinks it's just about making the throws. That's not playing quarterback. I mean, just tell you, that's not it. It's preparation. It's understanding. It's how the game plan is presented to you. It's how, how they're, how you're taught to read it, how you're taught to call it, how you're taught to, you know, to, 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 to interact with all your other teammates, how you're taught to do everything, everything. And then what plays are called for you, I mean, yeah, you can audible, but not really. You can't fucking change the whole thing. You can't be like, no, we should run too tight end here. Like, you know, that's not how it works. You still have a coordinator who's going to put this shit together for you, a game plan. You're going to have to execute that game plan. You don't get to be like, no, no, I think we should do something different. I mean, you can say some shit, but that's a problem if you don't agree with them. So now all of a sudden you got, you know, it's a lot of shit goes in to actually what happens on, on Sunday. And, you know, if you're not given a chance to be good, you won't be good. There was probably a lot of great quarterbacks over the years. I mean, what? Carr's older brother was probably a good example of yeah. organizational failure where that kid might have been good. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a, a high-touted prospect, and that organization was dog shit, and he was sacked like a record. He, he was sacked in one year more than everybody else was sacked in two years. Like, yeah. he was just getting crushed. 
I'm telling you right now, these guys might be good, might not be, but all of them are a dice roll. And in, in insofar as we're seeing uh, Mac Jones, I feel really good because I don't think that 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 system's going away too soon. Uh, Bill could go, but I think if Bill's going to go in the next couple of years, he's probably wink, wink, nod, nod with uh, McDaniel's and, and and wants to hand it to him. I really believe that. Um, if he's going to st- stay another ten years, he'll probably tell him like, "Bro, just go take the job. I'm not going anywhere, bro." You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I think that stays with with uh, with Mac, but. I th- I agree, man. I think it's Fields, Lance, uh, Wilson starting a franchise. Also, for that reason, Fields, Fields, Lance, uh, Wilson in Dynasty. The question is, where the fuck do we do with Trevor Lawrence? I can say all the weird things I want to say about being a quarterback, but he ain't good at none of it. No, man. I, he he definitely had a disappointing year, and being that you know, uh, the, the the prospect that he came in as is like that next generational quarterback. It just you didn't see it at all. He looked terrible offensively, and then again, that could be awesome. bad coaching. Yep. Um, and that could be there, but you know, it's um. How, how, do you think, how do you think he feels looking over at Herbert and Burrow, and the system, yeah, the athletes, the the coaching staff, young, yeah. innovative, right? You know, a college style, like where they're coming out and being like, "We're gonna, we're gonna be able to push the ball down the field. We're gonna have creative pass with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, like the weapons, the whole thing. Mike, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you know, yep. Eckler, this whole thing, and then Trevor Lawrence over here, like, huh? What? Yeah. What are you even talking? I've yeah. My fucking coach is out. What are you? What? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if the kid's any good or not. But when does that shit change? That's the other yeah, problem. It's like I can say that's the reason. Oh, that's fine. When's that reason going to change then? There it is. Um, you know, one other quarterback I'll toss into the mix real quick too is Davis Mills. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he absolutely deserves to be in a conversation right now because yeah. he could potentially be a he could potentially be the Texas starter next year. Just um, uh, just just tweet later like Davis Mills with the greater than sign, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Dynasty, and see how yeah, how and much, see, you want interaction. Yeah, Dude, I, I'll do it because everybody knows I'm a Davis Mills guy because I was I, – I, my biggest yeah. thing was picking him up in the Just third of Superflex. that. Davis Mills oh, greater than sign in Dynasty. Yeah, Tomorrow Trevor. you're going to see yeah. it. I'm going to tag you in it too. Can't wait. It's going to be epic. Oh, boy. Watch the shit show and release. Oh, can't wait. Speaking of shit shows, real quick, the, the people want to hear about this. Did you see that douchebag who was talking about Aaron Rodgers saying he's, um, he's a jerk so I'm not going to vote for him? Yeah, I did. That's – you know, like you just got you just gotta <laughs> it's like, like hold on let me let me let me talk about this guy being a jerk and to, to show you I am a jerk too so I can be a jerk look how big of a jerk I am it takes one to know one he's a jerk I'm a jerk we're both jerks like that's his message like what a fucking idiot yeah it, 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 that's, that, those are those tweets you come across and that and that stuff you come across on Twitter where you just like shake your head and you're just like damn how's this person in the position they're in yes. um it, it's just like idiots like that's you, how I learned there's 50 people 50 total humans that get to vote on the NFL MVP right 50 humans let me just tell you I could pick five to ten off the top of my head that I would be sure would be the so much fucking better than this guy, Warren Sharp, Evan Silva. I could go on. If they yeah. don't have a vote, and this fucking moron does, then it's the dumbest thing ever. The MVP should yeah. be decided by super fucking smart people who uh, take their job seriously and would never say something so stupid, let alone do something so stupid. Agreed. So it's just fucking garbage time. And he shouldn't have one of those 50 spots for being that <laughs> stupid. He was yeah. he, he was saying this like, you know, 
people coming at me about a technicality. No, we're not coming at you about a technicality. We're coming after you because you're an asshole. So you're one of the 50 people asshole. You're out. That's it. Like, I don't know. Am I being, am I being uh, crazy? No, I'm I'm 100% behind you on this one, man. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, I had to just get off of it because it was just like, all right, this is. I just wanted to get my take off to make sure people understood how oh, yeah. the Jax Falcone felt about that fucking douchebag. That's it. Oh, no, it's when, when you get when you get your when you get your uh, you get your target sights on somebody, man. It's pretty funny. I like to watch that shit a lot because usually come up with some really good zingers. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I figured I'd get it off here at the uh, in, in the you know in the um, on the pods. That you know, my fingers, my thumbs been hurting. I haven't been able to tweet too much, but. Yeah, you know, I'll tell them just like it is. And besides, that's worthy of a fucking rant, douchebag. I agree. So, you know, a lot of people were calling Antonio Brown a douchebag. <laughs> I don't know, man. That this one just bums me situation. out, doesn't it? This is, this is a fucked up situation. Do you see the thing by Schefter tonight with the report on Antonio? No, tell uh, me. Okay, so basically. I was cooking dinner. No, that's okay. So basically, uh, uh, Schefter released a statement from Antonio Brown, basically talking about how Brown, uh, his his ankle was broken. Um, they actually had an MRI confirmed on Monday uh, that he needed surgery. Uh, he did have like a, a bone chip. Uh, he had some ligament damage, all this other stuff. Right. Apparently, Tampa jacked him up with a painkiller uh, before the game, huh. and he was going to go in. And then, uh, then basically, you know, as he was going through the game, he decided he told the coach he couldn't go in. Uh, Arians basically said, "Get your ass in there, or your and did like the uh, finger across his his throat." Right. Um, and, and you know, and basically, it came down to it. Antonio just said, "Fuck it," and left. And you know, so in basically, some ways, now, good for him. You know, if that's the way that that story breaks out, but you know, again, now you got he went to a second, he got a second, uh, yes. he got a second opinion on it, which that second opinion came back positive as well. So now it's definitely surgery coming for him. Right. Um, and now the Bucks wanted them to go see one of their surgeons, and he's basically telling them to go screw off. Yeah, go fuck um, so, yourself. So it, you know, if if it comes out that you know if it comes out that they were trying to force him to play, now you know, obviously he had some money on the line there. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, again, I could see what it's it's hard because you're like. You know, they were saying, oh, the, the Bucks didn't want him to play uh, yeah. because they didn't want to pay him money. It had nothing to do with that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and I would say don't conflate the behavior with the situation. The situation could be totally in his favor and, and his behavior be completely inappropriate. Those yep. two things can be true very easily. 100%. Very easily. And the behavior is a problem. Like the behavior is a problem because it's not one thing. If it was one thing, actually, if that was like fucking – Tyler Lockett or something, you'd be like, what the fuck did Tyler Lockett just do? He'd be like, right. oh shit, did you hear? They tried to fucking do that. Oh fuck, good for Tyler Lockett. You know what I mean? But yep. because it's like Antonio, we're like, he's crazy. Look at this fucking lunatic. He's taking his shirt off, you know? And yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> like we all said like, shit, that motherfucker. Fucking, what's his what's his name? Uh, Vontez Perfect has got some fucking scars on that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Hey, but but you know, this is also why I, I was not opposed to trading Antonio Brown in leagues. Uh, just because if you're yeah. if you're out of contention, you're trying to rebuild. Hey, it's a good time to get rid of him. He had value. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get rid of him and go. And and and, and pe- you know, in your league, everybody looked at me kind of funny with that one. Yeah. What uh, Fred? What you did? Tell me. Uh, it was Bra- Brady and Brown. Uh, Visca twenty two first. 23 second or something like that. Uh, you, you traded uh, Antonio Brown and Brady. And Brady. Yeah. For, I got right. for some, that. For some that. draft the, capital the, and some stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah. You basically, you were like using Brown as the sweetener, but you were really I just was. trading Brady for a pick. Exactly. 
There yeah, it is. that's what you were doing. You, mm-hmm. Brown made the deal feel like, how could I say no? That's it. And <laughs> it, it, it's not that I didn't want Antonio Brown, but at the same yeah. time, it's like I do want to try to get rid of him at some point because yeah. there's, there's only so much left in the tank. But um, I, I was happy to get rid of him at that cost because it was just kind of like I. It's just you. You just never know with him. It's, you got to get risk. something. And sometimes we say, no, it's worth more than that. <laughs> like if selling, sell. You know, Here it I is. mean, you so know, get your pick and just move forward. I mean, yeah. you never know what's going to happen this offseason. Yep. Um, selling sell, yep. you know, just go for it sometimes. Yeah, you get get your get your young receiver that maybe nobody else wants that you believe in. That's why I took him. I'll take it. Uh, I mean, so I, I was doing my dynasty ranks and like I, I was moving all these guys down, like all of them, like except maybe Fields. I think Fields is the is the wide receiver <laughs> one. I mean, the quarterback, the quarterback one. one. In yeah. that class, um, I, I do too. I, I, I agree with that. Fields is the one that I would have uh, above them all right now. Uh, yeah. Lance and yeah. uh, Lawrence would be. No, I'm sorry. Um, I, I'd actually probably put Mac as a number two at this point. I mean, shit. They, why, why wouldn't you? Um, the, the, the tier is not an elite tier. So, therefore, if you're picking a solid player, Mac is that. He is going to be is fine. That. He's going to be fine. And, so, yeah, yeah, it's probably Fields, Mac. Lance. Trey, there you go. Yeah. It's probably Fields, Lawrence. Mac, Lance, isn't it? Yeah. Fields, Mac, Lance, and then another decision that isn't fucking simple. That's how crazy. bad it is. This that is crazy. Is. I think yep. it's correct, though. I do, too. Uh, I feel confident with that very, very much. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Discussion on that one. Wow. That's, this that's is a good dynasty see. podcast right now. Do you know this is a dynasty podcast? This is so I mean, fucking good. Yeah, it is. It's fucking awesome. But because yeah, this is the I, end I'm of the you. season, this is the fucking, you know, the autopsy of the fucking season. Like it's yeah. time to reset this shit. Yeah. This is not this time is to re- fucking react. It's time to be no. proactive. Yes, it's time this to really is, think about what the fuck's going to be going on. Yeah, break this shit down and get and get to the nitty gritty of this and really put it into perspective because people are going to – you don't want people going into the year looking at Trevor Lawrence as still being the number one quarterback out of this class because he's not. Right. And <clears throat> that's what we're doing here. We're going to break yeah. it down. Especially if you could somehow trade Trevor Lawrence for one of these guys plus. Yeah. Which I don't think is unreasonable. I, I feel don't either. Like Many Mac Jones owners would 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 be fine going. New year, new coaching staff coming up. Trevor Lawrence getting him, got him, yep. got him for Mac Jones, and uh, you know in a second round, twenty three second, boom. Yep, yep. You're like, huh? Well, maybe good for I won. You. Right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, good good for you. <laughs> right? You really, really got them good. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do this in any of my leagues because all y'all are listening to me, you motherfuckers. Yeah. But yep. uh, they're all listening. I know they're they all are. listening, but I don't care. I don't know. I don't know Trevor Lawrence anyway. I have like one no. spot. Like I, I have, I have no, one spot. I literally have one share of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I'm not even that worried. But I think it's like the right move, actually. Yeah, I do too. <sighs> wow. I'm, com- wow, I'm wow, confident wow. in it. Yep. Wow. Okay. Here we are. Davis Mills. He doesn't fucking touch those two guys, does he? Like he can't touch them, right? I don't think he can touch. Oh. Like value, like you can't. No, you you, can't not value wise. Like not, 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 not value wise. You can't do that, right? You no. can't. You can't pull that move in any way. No. Like uh, the, the 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 whole the whole point behind Davis Mills is simply this: uh, you had an opportunity to draft uh, yeah. a quarterback in the third round of a super flex that could give you yeah. a starting quarterback at some point. Yep. You take it now. Yep. Whatever happens between now and the end of the season, which we're almost there, um, you know, he, did he earn himself a shot? 
We'll find out as the draft comes. If the draft comes and they go after a quarterback, then we know obviously Davis Mills is gone. If they go defense, yes, we might have something. And you want to sell him, and you don't think he'll get that shot, and you just want to recoup your winnings. You know, feeling like you paid a third, fourth, fifth, whatever it was, and you get a second, third, whatever. You know, you move it up. Eh, That's not crazy. It's not crazy. But he hasn't looked bad, and no, he's and, he, and he's kept he, and he's kept Cooks relevant. Uh, he had he had a nice ball to Cooks the other day, man. I was it was a beauty. It's like he, the kid can make the throws. So it's you, just like you know who the Patriots are drafting if they didn't get Mac Jones, don't you? Oh, it was a hundred percent Davis Mills. Hundred <laughs> percent. It was a hundred percent Davis Mills, <laughs> yeah. and that and so I, I I like him moving forward. So you know, I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, I don't know their track record of draft these quarterbacks. They miss wildly all the time. I mean, it's not a fucking wide receiver. Is good. Pick. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Patriots. Wide yeah. receivers is what they suck at. Not That's these quarterbacks. Exactly what it is. No, the quarterbacks they they are okay. hammer home these quarterbacks. Yeah. It's like if they could take if they could take New England and Pittsburgh, <laughs> oh, you know, and, and have them talk into a conversation, <laughs> we'd be looking at the next dynamic duel for 10 yeah, years. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, speaking of the Patriots and the Steelers, we ended on Friarmouth, and I've got a guy Ooh. here that I mean, am I right? Is it is it Ramondre next? I mean, we can go for a little bit longer, maybe a couple more of these guys. Yeah, the we'll, guy, we'll maybe go you know for like two crazy? or three more. We could probably go four hours and the fucking people would be like, yeah, fucking Tutu Atwell. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking ridiculous derelicts like you and I. You know, Ramonde. Uh, Ramonde. Uh, Ramonde. I, like, I, I do Ramonde. like the kid. Ramondre. 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 Yeah. I always get this. My, it's the, the, the stutter. They call, they call him Mondre. They, fuck, they take the R.A.H. and throw that shit out of them. Mondre. He's Mondre in that locker room. And he's you know, dope. He is. He's got a lot. He's got a lot to offer. Uh, he's a great. He's a great, you know, uh, he's a great compliment to Harris. I mean, they make a great combo right there. Um, I do. I, I do like him. I, I, I wasn't as high on him as most, but he's definitely shown more than what I would have expected out of him, which is. I mean, you I know. feel pretty good about. It. We had multiple podcasts named after Ramondre in the off season, so I think you know. I, yeah, I my, think you could. My definitely. flag is planted on Ramondre. Uh, we yeah. planted it early. It was a January pod, and I was like, "Bring me some Ramondre." So I love him. And the question is now, all right, then. So you're so sure? Is it Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson in Dynasty, my brother? That's a that's a great one. You know, I, I, know. I think I I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I still think you have to go with da, uh, Damian. Yeah, uh, I don't close. think I don't, I don't think Harris did anything to lose his job or lose no. his role or lose his opportunities. No. Um, he's he's been great. He's um, been awesome. But, so I, I think that the, I think the Patriots are going to figure out a way to. It's in their best interest to figure out a way to use both these guys and to keep the pressure off Mac Jones and just kind of run that more maybe more of an old school style offense until they really want to open it up and let Mac go nuts but for right now they got two great running backs that they could just pound the ball with so do it let, let me just tell you the sneaky upside possibility it's not a for sure by the way at all but it's a sneaky upside possibility going into 2022 with Ramondre Stevenson who was the pass down back for the New England Patriots this last year in 2021 Bolden Brandon Bolden Brandon yep. Bolden's a like 38-year-old <laughs> career special teamer who filled in for James White because he hurt himself and he was trusted veteran pass guy. Yep. That's what he was. Trusted veteran pass guy. I can yep. catch it. I can pass block. I know all the routes. I know all the plays. I know exactly what to do when shit happens. If they blitz, I know what to do. If they do, I know what to do every single time. I know everything. I'm a trusted veteran. Ramondre don't know shit. All right. 
but he is a damn slick pass catcher. Yeah, he is. So Damian Harris has not shown any propensity to be involved in the pass game, yet Ramondre was. If Ramondre can be a trusted veteran next year, which I have no idea if that's possible in Belichick's world or in Ramondre's capabilities, right? I have no idea. I don't know Ramondre as a person, so I have no idea. Oh, he's a, you know, I have no clue, right? But I will tell you his skill set has shown that he can catch passes. If he were to be sort of a 50-50 grinder, but have that sort of pass down work as well, possibly, that's gigantic upside. Yeah, oh, absolutely, dude. <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's huge. I'm not um, saying it'll happen at all, by the way. That's like, no, no, like what is it like, you know, 10, 20% chance? Like, it's in the realm of possibilities. I think the they'd be yeah. more likely to bring in a pass back. I, I think, I, right? Like yeah. 60, 70% chance they'd bring in one. Maybe James White is healthy. Maybe none of those motherfucking guys. Maybe just someone else, you know, Boston Scott type. I don't know. I'm not saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, something else might happen for sure. Very, very possible. But it also might not. Yeah, And so there's a possibility that he's actually able to fill in that role. I'm just saying, if that's the, if that's the case, man, oh man, uh, a thunder and lightning with those two guys is thunder and thunder, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Pound it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I like that. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Ramonde seen more passing work than I thought he would, yeah. uh, which is funny. So uh, that possibility lies there. And yeah. it, like I said, we'll see what the offseason brings, but if he does get that, uh, that passing down role, uh, watch out. Cause that would be a massive bump for him. Do you have a problem with me considering to take Ramondre Stevenson over the former 1.01 Rondell Moore? Like, you know, I don't. Okay. Because Rondell, I love Rondell as a prospect. I thought he was. Uh, you know, he's 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 one of those kids that you could just see that he's like a he's a a explosive play away waiting to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? But. This year, you really saw they, the Cardinals didn't use him much different than he was using college, man. I mean, like he's not running these deep routes. He's doing no. these little three, four yard thing. And they're trying did you to know get he him. had the lowest a dot in the NFL. Yeah, it's gross like, in the whole fucking league. Like it's gross. The, it was like one yard. He was like it was like literally one something, which is stupid. Impossible. <laughs> and, and this this is what it was like for him in college, too. So it's yeah. like what uh, you know. I, well, I do think there is some immense upside there potentially. It's just if they're going to start to use him and develop him into more of a yeah. you know down the field receiver, I think yes. is where it really would have to come. Into I mean, play, he has but. to have some things down the field, right? I mean, that's the problem. I mean, I, we, we got a little excited early in the year, and I started to move Rondale up because like here he comes. But yep. no, they, they they just weren't. You know, he had the he he sort of fooled us. He, he he broke out a little bit, and then the next game he caught a deep one down the sideline, but it was a broken play. It wasn't a. It wasn't schemed in where he was going to be there. It was like schemed in that he was somewhere else. And then he was like, boom! He, he shot the you know shot down the sideline. He was wide open, and so that's not really a deep play, even though it's a deep play. And I saw yeah. that. I was like, shit! If he, if they start hitting him deep, and I was, and then of course they never did it again, not once. You know, so it's like, okay, well that's that's a problem. So I'm with you. I, would you take anybody else uh, over Rondale? Like, I mean, Terrace Marshall, Nico Collins. So, so the only Chuba. one that I, <laughs> you got, you got him as, you got him as China Hubbard. I know, spell check on the show sheet, China Hubbard. China Hubbard. Uh, you know, you know, the one, pro, the only, it's hard. Cause I think with Rondell, uh, 
it's hard not not to take him at this point. The yeah. only one that I could possibly get a little excited for, and this just may be my, uh, you know, just my my rookie sensation, like my my rookie fever going, would be uh, Nico Collins. Yeah, um, I like I think Nico. I, I, I love Nico a lot, man. I think that that kid's <laughs> going to develop into a hell of a wide receiver for them. Uh, I think he could take over as that wide receiver one for them and be that dominant alpha for them. Um, you know, he, yeah, again, he's he's. We had this, so, he, so if, if I'm, give me correct me if I'm right. He he was from Michigan, um. So and it wasn't uh, Peoples Jones was from there too, right? Yeah. So you get these two these two guys that are like built like alphas that you could see this potential just oozing out of them. It seems like Michigan can find them, but they just can't really develop them into what no, they, they want them to be. Throw to them. <laughs> they can't throw, throw them. them. And, you know, yeah. and it's just, so now these guys come in the NFL and they're they're a little bit raw just from the sense of hey, they don't have any balls thrown to them. Yeah. Um, but now you're starting to see that they're both starting to kind of like take a look. Nico has just been developing over the year and I, I really like him a lot. Um, I would consider Nico here over. I if I, if, Let's put you know him. I mean? I'm ready, man, because, Let's you know, here's the thing. I mean, Nico <clears throat> Collins over Rondell Moore. I'm with it. You know what I mean? You could talk me up Nico over Ramondre if, if we were feeling a little crazy, but I just think the upside of Ramondre, I got to got to have him here at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but Nico over Rondell, the question is now Rondell over China or Chuba Hubbard. Either of the, the Hubbard brothers uh, are able <laughs> to be drafted in this spot. I believe they're both 2021 prospects. Yeah. Uh, but which one of those, uh, uh, you know, anybody else you're looking further down the list or anything like that? I mean, nobody, right? It's Rondale here. Or? It's Rondale here. Yeah. I'll yeah. take Rondale at this point. This is where, this yeah. is where I'm going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we got a pretty good list going, buddy. This yeah. is really good. And then, um, and we'll, 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 I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post this because I think it's pretty cool. Um, okay. Rondale, Nico, then Rondale, Chuba Hubbard. A bunch of disappointments. Like Chuba got this opportunity and didn't come through. Terrace got opportunity, didn't come through. Like I know Chuba did pretty well. That's why I have my head here. It's like the two disappointments. Um, there's a couple other players down the list, like Josh Palmer, uh, you know, Brevin Jordan. Like there's a couple Ooh. guys I like that I would be willing to talk about moving big moves because you know I think they're further down the list for some. But I would I would look at those types of players as guys I want to talk about maybe moving up. And what are your thoughts about some of the guys I just mentioned and where do you feel you would want to go next if we were running a team together? And so, so you know, crazy enough, if I'm if I'm looking at a tight end position, Brevin Jordan is a kid that I definitely want to get. Yeah. Uh, I was snagging him. You know, he was a great uh, a great late round. Uh, no, not late. Not even later. Yeah, like in the round year. four, five. Yeah, well, he, oh, he, late he, year. Yeah, I mean, people were dropping him uh, just because yes. of you know because of because uh, of injuries to tight ends, and they were trying to pick up you know Degora and yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. these guys are getting Phil. Uh, he really has shown some sign of life here at the end. I'm I didn't very drop him anywhere. I'll just tell you, I, ne- I did not drop no, wherever I had him. I did not let him go at all ever. Never. No, um, I think he could actually be a nice little trade target too because he's still his value is still down enough where you could get him for a very very cheap price. I agree. Um, Good call. You know, so I, I like him. I do like Josh Palmer a lot. Um, you know, I know I cannot get my I, I cannot get any sort of kind of love for Kadarius Tony, man. I just I just I just I just, I just it, he's just this he's like this prospect that um I literally only reason I drafted my thing in like two leagues is because cause he fell to like the uh, third round. Yeah. Um, and so you got to grab him at that point. But it's like I'm trying to like I traded one of them away when he had that big game because everybody got all excited for it. Uh, I, I just can't get my I, I, I don't like him. I, I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a as a player. I think he's as an athletic wide receiver, but I just don't see anything there. Um, crazy. 
yeah, absolutely. Kadarius Tony, of course, I affectionately coined him Cadaver the Tony, uh, just because he was dead to me at his at his draft price. But actually, he did slip a lot. Um, there were a lot of haters, um, and of course, there were because the <laughs> the analytical breakdown of that player, the profile of that player, was just a stay away. I mean, it just was. So you know, if you were if you were looking for the analytical, um, you know, bust, it was it was clearly going to be. Uh, Kadarius Tony, but you know his first round draft capital made him also a chic sort of you know late second round pick. Like <laughs> I took Kadarius Tony, you mm-hmm. know. So I mean, it, you know, you definitely want to be cool enough to take him. But that's about uh, it for him. But here's what I want to do with you. We've we've I think we're at like 16 or something like that. Whatever. We're gonna pick two more. I think we're at 16. If I'm if my math is correct, the listeners like this kid's fucking terrible. But I think we're at 16. We're gonna do two more. That's it. 18 plus the six quarterbacks. That'll be two rounds of Superflex. So we're going to have to make some tough decisions with these last two spots with China Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, either one of those guys could be in there. Uh, they're, they're available. Terrace Marshall, just give you the kind of where I had it. You know, I had Ter- Ch- Chuba Hubbard, Terrace Marshall, Kenny Gainwell, Kadarius, Tony, Khalil Herbert, Josh Palmer, Diami Brown, Brevin Jordan, Trey Sermon. Someone pour one out. Would you please? Yeah, come on. Oh God. Come on guys. You pour one out. And Trey Sermon at this point is actually well in play uh, because he's the backup to uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Uh, we would think so. You know, Ramondre is the backup to Damian Harris. We just took him and uh, whatever. I don't think Trey Sermon is as good as Ramondre, but that's not the point, you know, so he's in, he's in play. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, Jarrett Patterson, Kenny Nwangu, uh, and Kylan Hill. I think that's about it for meaningful players that I could even come up with. I mean, yep. I was looking for anybody else. Uh, did did you see that I missed anybody or no? Right? Not that I can see off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I'm sure. You I, 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 no, I wasn't yeah. really. I was just. Yeah, I was. I think you're right on right here. So I think we got this is a this is a tough spot. Two guys. Yeah. That we would take. Um, yeah, it's like you know Hubbard and Marshall. I had there. They're kind of the chalky players. I mean, you know Hubbard is the. Uh, CMC, you know, handcuff, but wasn't very good. But we can expect that team to maybe get better next year too, with better quarterback play. Um, you know, Terrace Marshall, you know, same team. You know, they they just kind of face planted together. Um, you know, so not very good there. And you got a guy like Kenny Gainwell, you know, who it could be very useful passing down player and part time running back. I mean, they used him a lot early and then went away from him and. You know, who knows? That backfield could shake out where he's the pass down back. Mm-hmm. A lot of things could change there, and he could get a role. Josh Palmer, if Mike Williams goes. You mentioned Third. Brevin Jordan. Yep. I mean, whew, it's going to be hard to take Brevin Jordan over Chuba Hubbard, Terrace Marshall, but maybe not. What do you, what do you think we should do so, here, sir? You know, I, I definitely think Josh Palmer is going to fit this uh, this spot right here. Yeah. Um, Talking to Justin Herbert. Um, I think, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm pretty sure – is is a Mike Williams is a free agent next year? He is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Year, so right. okay, there it is. So you know, here we got a kid coming in who's he has shown some. He he can he can ball, dude. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he was a, he was efficient when uh, Mike Williams was out, or you know, yes. when they had the injuries. So uh, definitely the kid. It, this is a kid. This is a spot for him. Um, this other round pick. So I was not. A, we've already talked about Tony um, Marshall. I was not a fan of. I, I did. I did not see the appeal in him. Why don't um, you tell me that? I wish I did. I, I thought Come I was on, trying man. to. I thought I we were tried. on the same I, team. You didn't I, fucking. I, I put it out there. I said I go. You Terrence let me Marshall. have that shitty take. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you know, we were friends. Like you're supposed was, to be on the team. Like what the fuck? 
I'm I, blaming you know, this on you. Well, I saw that. I saw it. I was just like, Jesus Christ, he ate way too many edibles. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, every day for that. I mean, come on, you know. Day, it was like, at some that's, point, that's what you, you know. To, that's what hey, you know. Intervention next time, would you please? Yeah, I, I got you. Warn um, me on this shit. Anyway. So, so I'm going to continue to stay away. Uh, okay. Nothing, nothing freaks me out more than when I see a kid that uh, you know they drafted that is just falling down below the kids that they drafted after him. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Really, I agree with it's that. Bad. Yeah, exactly. It's scary. I know exactly it's, what you mean. Like Shy Smith, scary. you're like Shy Smith. Shy Smith. Why the fuck is Shy Smith playing over Terrace Martin? Yeah, I yes. know. I know what you mean. Yeah, hundred percent. That's not good. Um, yeah. So they you know, Shy Smith over him. Why aren't we? You know, right. <laughs> Right. But, so, but you know what? So, but you, but you made a good. I, I think this is a great spot for Kenny Gainwell. All right. Okay. I, th- I think I think Brevin Jordan. Uh, you know, there there is an op- there is some conversation there. But I think if you're going to go, I think Kenny Gainwell is a pick here because Josh you know, whatever Palmer, happened- Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, I think it's safe because I mean, you know, what's going to happen in the Philly backfield next year? You know, Boston Scott could be gone, Jordan Howard could be gone. Uh, you know, who knows with Miles Sanders? You know, uh, he's right. made a glass. So you yeah. know. Um, but you know, I, I think I think this is a good spot where you could take a shot on a guy like Kenny Gainwell just based on his Speaking uh, of opportunity. shots. That was a veiled shot at your partner, one on one chalk. Sure, freaking was. <laughs> I saw that. Don't you think that shit's getting by Dude, me? Because I'm also I'm a little bit of a Sanders defender. Although I, you know, I, I see the I see the I see the truth. I'm I'm, the, the, I'm properly the, on the fence. This is what we were talking about. I had a big smile on my face, and I just threw it right in him. And I'm just like, there, boom. And I'm the lucky even, judge of this argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't need <laughs> you, you, you knew it coming, and it's, it's great. oh yeah. I saw it. Boom. There's the shot. Boom. Point. And point. I, just, I keep just rolling with it. Like it, nothing ever happened. And that's, oh. that's how you got to do it. It's great. Cause it when they great. finally catch it, it's like, wow. <laughs> well, I'll go with you, man. I like Josh yeah. Palmer. I like Kenny Gainwell's upside. I'm fine with that. I, you know, it's like Kenny Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard. I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I've got a few spots where I'm rostering Chuba Hubbard. It's not like I'm elated. I, no. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd trade him straight up for Kenny Gainwell, if it was offered to me to be square with you, but because I think I I like the value of the potential upside as the CMC cuff, but if he goes back to cuff, then he's worthless. Whereas Gainwell could gain. I'm okay with this. I, you might, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with this. So we're gonna go Josh Palmer, Kenny Gainwell with honorable mentions to Chuba Hubbard, Terrace Marshall, certainly Brevin Jordan, yep, um, Diami Brown. Um, you know, I think it kind of rounds it out. And uh, I, you know, there's a lot of cool names to talk about down there, but. Um, you know, we'll skip it, save it for another day. And, you know, we're, we're going to have some fun shows coming up. I know that because we're going to be doing some, uh, some rookie talk. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start to unveil that very soon. And ultimately the, the beginning part is just the discovery. You know, I love talking to college guys. I got a few college guys coming on that, you know, I'm going to try and pick their brains. Ooh. And I put a little, a little Twitter post and I got a lot of great feedback about some different people to bring upon the show. So I, I'm grateful for that. And uh, met met a few new people, uh, you know, through that through that uh, that post. So that was pretty cool. Um, awesome. So yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll have some some people on and uh, have a lot of fun. And and uh, I'm I'm really grateful for the show. And I'm grateful for the listeners. I'm grateful for the undroppables. And I'm I'm grateful for you, my man. Bees. Hey, bees right nuts. Back at you, man. I'm grateful for bees, for bees nuts. Bees, bees nuts. You know, dude, I I love coming on. And like I said, we've kind of got this little thing going here where we're just we're having some, you know, every every week, every other week or whatever, we're just kind of jumping back on. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. And I'm it's excited to good. do it all season long. Whenever you need me, you know I'm here. Yep. It's a great show. You're doing a great job. And I think the people love listening to you. So, you know, we'll certainly get some guests on, but you know, you're you're all you I, I told you from the beginning, you're just like 
you're just part of the show. So that's the way that goes. I appreciate you, my man. I appreciate you. Well, on behalf of everybody here at the Undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at the Undrafted, namely the greatest Philadelphia fan ever who's going to the playoffs, playoff football fan, Philadelphia Eagles. How's that sound? Michael P. Duncan. (laughs) And on behalf of Bees Nuts Laughing, I am Jack Falcone. We are out.